0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The medical information presented on Southern Remedy is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and should not be used for any diagnostic or treatment information. The information conveyed does not create any kind
1: of patient-physician relationship. Please consult your health care provider before making any decisions about your specific medical condition.
0: Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. And I'm your host, Josie Bidwell. Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today joining me, I have a very special guest, Dr. Paul Byers, who's the state epidemiologist for the Mississippi State Department of Health. And we're going to spend the next couple of segments digging into monkeypox. I know I've been getting a lot of questions coming in through my social media and through email about monkeypox. And so I knew I had to get Dr. Byers on the show to talk with us about that. So thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh no! Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. You always give us really good, um, accurate, pertinent information. So I guess oh, well, the thank you. <laughs> absolutely. So I guess the the place to start is, what is monkeypox? You know, it's definitely a term that is probably new to most Americans, but it's not a, a new thing, correct?
1: No, it's not. And and you know, monkeypox has been around, and it was first identified. You know, way back in the late 50s, and I think it first caused its first human case in the 1970s, but monkeypox is a, is a rare disease that we've been aware of, but we haven't seen um, really typically outside of Central African countries where it's endemic. It's, a, it's an illness that's very similar to smallpox, but it doesn't cause as severe an illness so it's a virus, and it's transmitted person-to-person, person and it causes a pretty significant rash um, that can make folks pretty sick, but it is milder than than uh, uh, smallpox. It's not typically fatal. It's not chickenpox, and it's not related to chickenpox, but in some circumstances, it can look like chickenpox. And the reason that we're worried about monkeypox now obviously is that we've had a lot of cases outside of the areas where monkeypox is normally endemic so there's been a whole lot of cases in Europe you know now there's a whole lot of cases in the United States and we've had some cases in Mississippi as well so certainly everybody's aware of monkeypox now because this is really one of the biggest outbreaks that we've seen of, of monkeypox on a uh, on a worldwide stage previously.
0: And you mentioned a term endemic. And so for folks yeah. who may not be as familiar with kind of epi terms, what is the difference between endemic and epidemic and pandemic?
1: So endemic means that that's where it normally occurs. And so in those countries where monkeypox has, has caused illness and has circulated before, there's expected cases. You're going you're gonna to see them typically year in, year out. There may be epidemic increases. There may be small increases in the number of cases based on, on how easily it's transmitted and who it's circulating among. But there's always cases there. And so that's typically where you find it. That's kind of what endemic means is that that's where you expect to see those cases. And we have seen monkeypox outside of those areas before, but it's usually been associated with people who've had some level of direct exposure in those areas where we
0: typically see it. Right, you would have kind of traveled, right? Yeah,
1: they've traveled there or they've been exposed to somebody who was a case who traveled there. Um, But now what we're seeing is uh, a bunch of cases in people who've not traveled, who have no exposure to those areas where we normally see it. And what we're seeing is is person-to-person transmission that's basically circulating outside of where those normal areas are that we find.
0: It. And so you mentioned, you know, similar kind of to smallpox and then that it's not chickenpox, but sometimes the lesions yeah. look the same. You know, thanks to vaccination, people... Don't see chickenpox as much, and we certainly haven't seen smallpox. So, what do the lesions look like?
1: So, they can look like lots of different things. They can go through several stages, and so it's it is a rash illness. It starts out as sometimes a flat uh, rash that can progress through stages of of vesicles or little fluid filled raised areas. They can sometimes look like they have pus in them or pustular, um, and, and sometimes they have a little dimple in the middle of them um, that makes them look a little bit different than the kind of rash you normally see. They usually start on the face, but overall they look like pimples or, or blisters. They can be painful. We can see them pretty much anywhere. They can, like I said, start on the face, but they are more likely going to be on the extremities. They can be on the trunk. And one of the things we're seeing now is is a lot of these lesions that are occurring in the the genital area. But they can pretty much be anywhere. And they go through these stages of development until they eventually scab over before they heal. But it can take, you know, uh, a couple of weeks, up to four weeks, before this rash completely resolves. And while somebody's got that rash on them, they can transmit it to somebody else.
0: And that was going to be my next question. Like, what is the contagiousness period of monkeypox?
1: Well, you know, under, under most circumstances, and we haven't seen that as much this time, before that rash even starts, folks can start feeling sick. They can have flu-like symptoms. They can have a fever. And, you know, so they can actually... Um, be infectious at that time they first start having those symptoms. So when they start feeling bad, they can spread it to other people. But really the spread most significantly starts when a person has that rash. And it continues through that time until the time that it's completely healed and new skin is developing, however long that takes. And like I said, it can take up to four weeks before – before somebody completely has a rash heal.
0: and that's a really important um, thing for folks to remember because even though they're not the same, you know, we think about you know chickenpox or shingles, those kinds of things. We usually say, you know, once you've kind of crusted, you know, mm. you're not as you're not as contagious. But we're actually saying with this, like, you need new skin, like the crusts need to have fallen off, and you have good new, healthy healing skin underneath there to right. kind of end that right. contagious contagiousness period.
1: And and there's still a lot we're learning about, but for sure it's going to be most contagious when that rash is there.
0: And what about incubation period, so time from maybe exposure to when you can anticipate symptoms to develop?
1: Well, just like a lot of things, it's pretty variable, but usually about a week to to two weeks. I think what we're seeing um, with the cases that we're seeing in the U.S. is really it's starting to look like it's more on that shorter end. So, um, you know, uh, uh, around a week to, to up to two weeks before somebody would start to develop symptoms after they're exposed.
0: So you mentioned person-to-person spread, right? right? And so, you know, that can happen in a variety of ways with lots of other uh, illnesses. How, what type of person-to-person spread is monkeypox?
1: So most significantly, it's close, intimate contact with those lesions. So if you have skin-to-skin contact with somebody who's got those rash lesions, that's how it's mostly transmitted, is through that direct, intimate skin-to-skin contact. There is a respiratory component, um, and it's not like COVID. It's not like what you would think of where you can be um, in close contact to somebody for 15 minutes or so. This takes a more prolonged contact uh, of several hours, very close contact, the kind of person-to-person contact that you would have through kissing or cuddling or a household contact, being very close to somebody. There is some respiratory transmission through large respiratory droplets that can occur. But transmission can also occur through... Um, articles of clothing or towels or sheets that have been contaminated with the fluid from the rash. Sometimes this rash breaks open and forms an ulcer, and that can be very uh, contagious as well. And so under certain circumstances, individuals can actually become infected by handling those contaminated um, uh, articles of clothing or sheets or towels, That, uh, and we can see transmission that way. Certainly, there is some potential for transmission from a pregnant mother to their baby as well, although we really haven't seen that in, in this ongoing outbreak.
0: And, you know, a lot of the kind of um, media coverage around this has been with this current outbreak, and so a lot of people assume that monkeypox is a sexually transmitted infection. And while it absolutely can, can, can be transmitted that way because of the close contact, it does not have to be, correct?
1: That's true. It it is being sexually transmitted, so it is being transmitted through very close intimate sexual contact under certain circumstances. Um, But that's not the only way that that it's transmitted. It's really through that skin-to-skin contact uh, that we're seeing. But it certainly can, if an individual has a rash in their genitals or they have a rash on their bottom uh, on their body, there can be. Uh, uh, transmission through sexual contact that very close contact.
0: And are there any particular people who are at increased risk of contracting monkeypox?
1: You know um, anybody can get monkeypox. Anybody who is exposed to monkeypox can certainly get it. So there's not necessarily anybody who's at increased risk because anybody exposed to those lesions or very close contact is susceptible to contact uh, to, to monkeypox if they haven't had it before or if they haven't been vaccinated now we are seeing um cases nationally among individuals who um are are um uh, primarily identifying as men who have sex with men but that's not Um, to say that those are the only individuals who are at risk for infection. Anybody who's exposed to it can certainly get infection.
0: And that's just a really important thing for listeners to keep in mind and remember, because I know I got several uh, kind of comments that came in that said, well, I don't have to worry about that because I'm not in this group. But, you know, anybody that's exposed to monkeypox can get monkeypox. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break of the show. We'll be back talking with Dr. Paul Byers here on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. When your kids are too young to drive, they still have to get places, lots of places. So you spend lots of time in your car or SUV driving them to those places. Thank goodness for MPB Think Radio. While you're waiting in the pickup and drop-off line with the trillion other parents, you have fresh air. Southern Remedy, Morning Edition, Everyday Tech, and a host of other MPB programs. To keep you company. Go to mpbonline.org to find out what's on and when. You take care of the kids. We'll take care of you at MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPV Think Radio. I'm your host, Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And joining me today, I have Dr. Paul Byers, who's the state epidemiologist for the Mississippi State Department of Health. And we've been talking about monkeypox. And before the break, we kind of went over the basics of monkeypox, what it is, what the symptoms are, how it's spread. But, you know, I like to focus on prevention. So other than, um, you know, uh, not having close contact with someone that has monkeypox, how do we prevent it?
1: So um, the best way to prevent it is avoid individuals uh, or exposure to individuals who have or may have monkeypox. So if somebody's got a rash or has lesions, you want to uh, avoid either direct contact with them, you want to avoid sexual contact with, with that individual. But there are other ways to, to prevent it as well. And and one of those is through vaccination. And we will talk about uh, the, the eligibility for a vaccine um, when you're ready. If you're ready now, we can certainly do that.
0: Yeah. One thing I want to touch on quickly before we get to that. Yeah. Before the break, we talk, you talked about um, kind of fomite transmission, so different articles yeah. that can transmit that way. So maybe uh, if you're caring for someone that has monkeypox and you need to... Um, you know, change the sheets on their bed or bring new, you know, launder their towels, those kinds of things. Um, right. Do we need to wear gloves yeah. for that? or yeah, what we- that's,
1: a, that's a great question, and certainly you want to wear gloves for that. It'd be better if the individual can um, change their own sheets, if they can launder their own sheets. If you have somebody living in your household who has monkeypox, they need to isolate away from you. Certainly use a, a separate bathroom and limit their contact with um, – With individuals in the household certainly if they have lesions they need to keep them uh, covered up that's a good way to prevent uh, transmission if they're in the room um, or or if they are around other people certainly wear a mask because again we know that there can be a component of respiratory transmission Um, the best way to to handle the sheets is to launder them and if those sheets are, are washed appropriately then we no longer consider them uh, infectious. But it's almost really better for that individual, if they're able, during that isolation period, during that time that they're waiting for those lesions to, to resolve, if they can do that, um, do that themselves. And there's actually some really good guidance on CDC's website that whenever we identify a new case, we make sure that they're aware of this guidance and they have that in hand on how to isolate at home away from, away from the rest of the family to prevent transmission within that, within that family unit.
0: That's great. And so if they're um, going in the room maybe to bring them food or something like that, do go ahead and put a mask on, that kind of stuff. Right. Exactly. Wonderful. All right, so yeah, let's dig into um, the vaccine because I know that that's been a hot topic. On I've seen it on the news, and and the fact that we don't have a ton of it, right? We um,
1: sure don't. Yeah. We sure don't.
0: So um, tell me that, about that.
1: Yeah, that's one of been, been one of the limiting and somewhat frustrating factors in in this process of us trying to target those individuals who are who are potentially at highest risk and and make sure that we can vaccinate and protect as as many people as possible. This is a vaccine that um, is directed against monkeypox. It does have FDA approval against uh, monkeypox, but we have limited doses in the United States and we have limited doses in Mississippi. We've been able to get enough doses for um, so far about 3,500 to 4,000 individuals. It's a two-dose series, so we don't have a lot of vaccine. Now, the individuals that we're prioritizing vaccine for are those individuals that we identify with known contact, and those are the individuals through our investigation that, you know, those household contacts or other individuals who uh, we know of have been exposed to, to monkeypox through our investigation Certainly, we're, we're getting those individuals' vaccination, But we've expanded it as well to those individuals who may have presumed or potential uh, exposure to monkeypox. And that's individuals who are 18 and older uh, at our clinics, although the vaccine now has, has been um, approved for lower age groups. But at our clinics, we've set up at the county health departments, selected county health departments throughout the state, that if an individual has been notified or they are aware of a close, intimate or sexual contact that they've had with someone who's been recently diagnosed with monkeypox, they can call. um, We've got a number that they call. They call the monkeypox call center, and we can get them um, set up with an appointment to get vaccination. Or if an individual identifies as a man who has sex with men and has multiple sexual, uh, ano- multiple or anonymous sexual partners or has been somewhere to like an event where transmission may have occurred, those folks are eligible as well. And so we, we're trying to expand the access to people, not only with documented contact that we find through our investigations, but for those individuals who may be aware or may have in contact to somebody with with uh, monkeypox, and we want to make sure that we get them vaccinated as well.
0: And so, the monkeypox number is that on the health department website.
1: Yes, it is. We have um, we have a way for folks to call in. You call our call center. It's it's very benign. Um, they just ask you quickly about your eligibility um, and um, then make you an appointment. And we have it available at nine county health departments uh, throughout the state right now. And
0: that's, that's important to remember, folks. This is not, you're not going to pop into the, your local pharmacy like you do for the flu vaccine or COVID vaccine and, and get this. This is targeted areas that have this. So you do want to go to the health department website and call that number. Now, is there a time limit, Dr. Byers, between when somebody may have been exposed and when this vaccination should occur?
1: Yeah, you know, for those individuals that we identify as high-risk contacts through our investigation, we try to get the vaccine um, in within four days of that exposure, um, and that's the best way that we can prevent transmission. But if we can give it within two weeks, um, there is evidence that it reduces the severity of illness if an individual does develop uh, monkeypox. But for those individuals with presumed contact, we're just trying to get them in to get them vaccinated. If we find an individual that we really feel like a a strong suspicion that they've had contact to monkeypox and we're not able to get them in in a timely manner to our clinics, we'll work individually with our call center to make sure that that happens sooner.
0: And so you mentioned, you know, up to two weeks and it helps not with just prevention of transmission which is what that four days is but kind of reduction of the severity of symptoms which is what happens with a lot of vaccines but what is the kind of disease course with monkeypox you know is this something that is fatal how sick do folks get are there kind of um, complications that arise from monkeypox
1: you know there there can be some complications that folks have now by and large um fatalities with monkeypox, especially with the strain of monkeypox that's being spread and transmitted during this worldwide outbreak, um, fatalities are rare. But there can be some individuals who can develop severe disease. There can be some individuals who are a higher risk for severe disease. And, you know, pain is one of those things that we're seeing um, in many patients who have monkeypox is that they're having severe pain, and that can be um, a significant outcome of disease as well. And so for these individuals, um, treatment may be recommended for those folks who either have developed severe disease or for those folks who have, um, uh, uh, are at high risk for developing severe disease.
0: You just tee up my question so good, Dr. Byers, because the (laughs) next one was, is there any treatment for monkeypox aside from the vaccination process?
1: You know, there's not a treatment that's specifically designed for monkeypox. There is a medication that is used for smallpox. And remember, smallpox is very related, Mm -hmm. closely related to monkeypox. And so through an investigational drug protocol, the FDA has made this antiviral medication available for the treatment of uh, monkeypox for those specific individuals that we just talked about, the people who have severe disease or the people who are at higher risk for developing se- severe disease. And it's called T Pox. And we actually have an allocation of T pox in Mississippi and we have are and we'll be rolling this out today where we've developed a protocol for physicians and, and clinicians. If they have a patient that they're taking care of with monkeypox and they're concerned that they have severe disease or at higher risk, they can request that medication directly from the Department of Health. Now.
0: And is that an oral medication or an infusion?
1: Um, it is oral primarily, although there, uh, it does come in an IV formulation that can be used for, for certain hospitalized patients, but it's primarily oral.
0: And you mentioned that the vaccine is two doses. What is the dosing interval on those? When would the second dose occur?
1: It's 28 days. So when an individual comes in and gets the appointment and then comes in and get their their vaccine at the county health departments that are selected to do this, they will automatically get an appointment at that time to return to the clinic in 28 days to get the second dose. Now, you know, there's a little bit of a grace period um, before that 28 days, but pretty much any time after the 28 days, you can you can go ahead and get that second dose.
0: And expected side effects after a vaccine like that?
1: You know, they're, they're very limited so far. It's been those normal types of side effects that that anybody would get um, after a vaccine that you would typically expect that can be um, some some irritation at the vaccination site, um, um, but we haven't seen any to date. Severe side effects as a result of this. Um, Depending on on how the vaccine is administered, some people who are at higher risk for developing keloids, we may administer the vaccine in a little bit different way, Um, but um, that's asked.
0: Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you have other questions about monkeypox, you can find more information and that number to call on the MSDH website. Thanks for listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.